Welcome to the Penguin Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tate. We have an incredible show for you this week. The main event is the former international president of the IBM, Alex Zander. We discuss his tenure as the president of the largest magic organization in the world, his work at Sean Farquhar's Hidden Wonders Theater, and his foray into the world of entertaining at fairs across the continent. Nick Lacapo drops by the show to discuss the feature part of the week from Rick Lax and Justin Flom. Before all of that, the producer of Magic Above Standard and Foolish alumni, Lindsay Noel, joins me via Zoom for the Everyday Carry. Lindsay Noel, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast for the Everyday Carry. All right, you're going to go out and get groceries. You're just going to run to the gas station to get gas for your mower, or you're just meeting a friend for coffee or drinks. But you're a magic nerd, so we know you never leave the house without some magic in your pockets. What is the magic you never leave the house without? Okay, two-part answer. Okay. Uh, I am not of the McBride school of thought of that you should always be ready to perform. I think there is value in being a normal human being that can do magic sometimes, but I don't necessarily, I don't always bring a thing out of the house with me, but there is one thing I do always have on me just because I like to write and I take notes. Mm -hmm. So a writing implement, a Sharpie. I love that answer because I completely agree with you that being being a normal human is sometimes far more interesting than being a magician, but having something to write something down with is arguably more important uh, so that, you know, you can write down a thought that comes to you or, you know, there's a lot of great mentalism and even other types of magic that you can do with just a pen or a Sharpie or a pencil. It's true. And I think that it's, that is just something that does happen to be on me and I could make it work if I really needed to. But I, I think part of what inspires my magic and my performance overall is experiencing life. Mm-hmm. And if you're constantly set to perform, you're not open to receiving reality. Yes. Yeah. If you're, if you're always sort of looking to create a fiction, then sometimes it's hard to engage with reality in a way that you can use to develop new art. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, that is an advantage I have coming to magic later in life Mm -hmm. is that where I draw my inspiration and my magic from is a wider array of things that aren't necessarily directly magic related at first glance. Uh, Well, a a Sharpie or other writing implement is an amazing everyday carry. And I love the sort of... uh, direction that that forced the conversation to go. Lindsay Noel, thanks so much for joining us here on The Everyday Carry. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much to Lindsay Noel for joining me on the show. If you're in Philadelphia in October, you can catch Lindsay and I performing together on her show, Magic Bus Standard. More on that as we get closer to the show. Now, on to the main event. Alexander is a prominent figure in the International Brotherhood of Magicians. He's the youngest international president in the history of the organization. He's a prominent touring performer across the entire continent, and he's a protege of world champion of magic, Sean Farquhar. Alex and I have gotten to know each other quite well over the years, and somehow... We've never had him on the podcast. As we are both big supporters of the IBM, I thought it was time to rectify that. Alex, joined me via Zoom, and now you get to join our conversation. Alexander, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast. I'm so excited. We How have we not done this yet? How have we not had you on the podcast? 
we are we are both busy enough, gentlemen. I, I think serving the magic community that it, it is mentioned not overlap even when we finish to or manage to be in the same room. We we, we don't seem to be able to to, to have the time. But uh, but I'm glad to to finally be able to sit down with you. Eric. It's going to be great. No, absolutely. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, I think we should probably start here because this is where I think a lot of magicians are familiar with you. Uh, is that you are a former international president of the International Brotherhood of Magicians, and are you the youngest? IBM president, or does Billy have that? No, I, I'm the, the youngest elected international president. I suppose our youngest would have been at the formation of the IBM a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ever since in the first, after the first two, three years, ever since we've been electing presidents, uh, I'm, I'm our youngest at mm-hmm. uh, 27 years old, I suppose, during when I, the, when I was put in. Can you describe for our listeners what being the president of the IBM means? Because I know that being the president of a local ring means that I do my best to promote, like to program content for our local guys. And sometimes I'm good at that and sometimes I'm bad at that. Uh, And I know what it means. And I think a lot of people sort of understand what a president's role is on a local level, but on an international level, it's something else entirely, correct? It is. Yeah, it comes with a a different degree of uh, advocacy on an international stage for the art of magic, uh, both from uh, arts grants and funding requests and and other uh, allied organizations around the world that are looking for uh, either legitimization for arts grants for the world of magic, as many do other as from rings and just non ring uh, or IBM affiliated groups who want to know and learn more uh, about the world of magic from a source other than uh, a, a blog that they may have found just in a Google search. They want something that they can put a, a stamp of approval on where there's uh, a certain degree of, of recognition. And, and so they're right to come to the IBM as, as the world's premier organization for you know, 101 years now. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how long we've been around. And uh, yeah. I guess for you, what is it? I mean, I know for me, the IBM has been a great help in my career. I mean, I first met you in 2018 when I won the close-up competition and then the IBM sponsored me into FISM and that's obviously been uh, done very good for me. Uh, but uh, for you, what is the average, like what is the benefit for the average person joining the IBM? Because not everyone is like going to join and like go compete at FISM and stuff like that. A lot of us are just hobbyists who are trying to, you know, sort of improve our relationship with this art and craft that we have. Certainly. So I think that that's where the role of uh, social clubs, putting the social back in social club, it has a lot of value. Uh, as we find ways to connect with people online easier and easier and, and find a ways to, to niche and stratify ourselves apart, uh, there's a lot of value in really coming together and bridging a gap between other areas of the performance that you may not actually find within your area of expertise, but we have a lot more to learn from in a lot of ways. So when I was a junior, I joined my local ring at 14 years old. And soon after, I realized, much to the credit of my local ring, that I had found a professional circle and a social circle and an economic circle. And and these are things that uh, many people go their entire lives without finding, mm-hmm. um, right? People, people much less at 14 years old, but but well into retirement, people search generally their entire lives for finding these things. And the fact that it's three in one is is uncanny. And the fact that yeah. I found it at a young age is, is near impossible. And so it was sort of at that time I realized, okay, I will, uh, you know, from this point forward, dedicate a good portion of my, my time and effort uh, toward the IBM and ensuring that that could be facilitated for others as well. Uh, I've met, as you have, as you mentioned off the top, some incredible incredible friends and and friends and mentors mm-hmm. uh through through my ring but through the IBM larger and and it's uh a, a really interesting way 
to come under the the seal of 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 magic really globally and connect around the world of oh a fellow IBM member speaking a near fully different language uh, I've had some incredible conversations through Google Translate mm-hmm. uh, with IBM members and it's it's really quite incredible yeah I don't think I've been on an international trip yet that I haven't run into another member of the IBM somewhere in the world whether I'm like traveling for magic work or just like it's me and my partner on vacation you know I remember being in Portugal and Spain and meeting IBM members, which was just wild because uh, they're they're all over the place. Uh, they're like it, it, friendly, amazing rats. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. You have uh, it's it's crazy to think that I I can travel anywhere in the world and have a a reasonably safe place and 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 I couch to sleep on should I need it. Mm-hmm. A group of people who could come to my aid and who do mm-hmm. and and have and will for you all over the world. It's it's pretty incredible it is a uh, it is a, a magical brotherhood and fraternity and, and, and just global organization group for for a good reason and uh and I, I found to be among the most welcoming group of people i've ever met so i don't i i don't want this to be entirely about the ibm but you are now a past president uh what what does it mean for you to be a past president now what is your how's your role changed and uh and how are you seeing the the organization grow well, I, I get to sit back and and recline and go, well, back in my day. Uh, so so <laughs> there's some great benefit, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, no, in, in seriousness, I've, I've enjoyed my time as a past president in that I've remained very active in the IBM. Um, for, for one reason or another, many uh, do not. And, and real, in, in all reality, I'm as mentioned, the youngest mm-hmm. president. So like, why would I not? I have, I have, I'm still, I, I, I have plenty to offer the organization. And, uh, and so I, I've maintained most of my primary roles across our committees and convention mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, public relations and marketing, all those things as well. So from that side, the past president's view gives uh, both the experience of someone who's been working on committee, mm-hmm. uh, working at a ring level, working in a regional level or a convention, while also understanding the balance of those individual offices with the weight that does sit on one's shoulders as the head of the organization, knowing that at the end of the day, the buck stops with you mm-hmm. for, for 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 better or worse. You accept responsibility of your team, uh, as I did throughout my year. And and I was proud to because we had uh, some really, really great folks on the team and, and made some great strides. But mm-hmm. the buck stops with the president, as it should. Well, let's talk a little bit about you, because you're based in I mean, you are a part of like a little rarefied group that is that is shown up on this podcast over and over again. Uh, you because you you perform out of Hidden Wonders Theater over there in uh, Vancouver, just outside of Vancouver pretty frequently. Am I correct? That's right. Yeah. Hidden Wonders uh, Speakeasy Magic Experience. I, I uh, helped build the first iteration in Chinatown, a mm-hmm. uh, small subsect inside Vancouver. And, and now the, the second uh, and and really the, the dream realized uh, in, in New Westminster, just outside of Vancouver, the, the uh, mind uh, mind wandering masterclass, of course, of, of our friend Sean Farquhar and my longtime mentor. Uh, it's been been quite a whirlwind of of, uh, of an artistic project that, that kept us going through COVID for sure. How did you get involved with Sean and Hidden Wonder? So I met Sean through my local ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is honestly one of the greatest benefits <laughs> of the IBM. Is, I, is I meant the, to steer this away from the IBM, but uh, I, I, I don't know. And, but what do you want to tell me? Like it, it's, I, jo- I met him when I, when I joined in uh, at 14 and it took me a year to work up the confidence uh, to, to ask him to then to become my mentor. And at that mm-hmm. time he was uh, working um drilling in, in the competition circuits and, and was hot off the, uh, the, the FISM win as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he was touring around the world and, 
and his reaction, I had been competing at the club for, for some time and uh, he was sent these, these letters and he says, I've, I've watched you compete and grow in the club and, and I would, I'd be willing to take you as a student, but understand the rest of the world will see me more than you will. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to be okay with that. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a touring traveling performer. I go, yeah, yeah, no, I get that. And, and so for the first while, a couple of years, we'd, I'd snag any time I had while he was in town. The rest of the world saw him more than, than we did, mm-hmm. inclusive of, of his family, of Lori and Hannah, who I've grown up with. Yeah. And, uh, and so we'd build some acts as, as time goes on. And, and, and over time, I've built and, and uh, uh, most of the product within Palmer Magic. And so we, all of those ventures have continued. And, and through Hidden Wonders, we've built conventions uh, both locally, regionally, and through the IBM. So uh, a, a lot of magic created in, uh, in, in that time, certainly. Um, been pretty wild, and and now it seems to be that everything's switched, and that now his longtime dream has always been ever since studying with me. It has always been I've always wanted to have my own magic theater, mm-hmm. and as as a lifelong mentor, I've studied with Sean for now going seventeen years now. Uh, I go that's that that's someone's lifelong dream. We'll uh, yeah, let's make that happen. Wow. And and so over years, that's been everything that that his his career and, and magic is built toward, and everything we've sought to to foster um, in our our little brain trust of artistic development and. And iterations one and two go through and now uh sean stays and and sells out months uh two mm-hmm. three months ahead of time i i host the show alongside billy uh gabriella well there and and i find myself then traveling around the world for the other nine months and so we've we've switched our, our travel schedules a little bit but but still creating a lot of magic yeah how are how are you finding uh yourself sorry, sorry to our listeners my my dogs have just invaded the recording studio if you're hearing some jingling and barking in the background but we're gonna forge ahead uh so the how are you finding the shift in your career in moving from sort of like standing in uh, Sean's, you know, shadow metaphorically to suddenly now you're out and touring and doing your own stuff like all out in the world? Yeah, it, it's nice for the world of magic to see uh, more of the product of, of my magical creations over the years rather than through the 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 grapevine so to speak sorry to interrupt but this week the show is brought to you by tornado from justin flom and rick lax nick lacapo join me via zoom to discuss this wallet-sized miracle nick i uh looking for a trick to put in my wallet but it can't can't, mm. can't take up too much space mm. and Man, too many it has to remind me of uh-huh. a helen hunt film it has to remember <laughs> oh hold on let me imdb helen hunt really quick she was in yeah. that one uh i think Twister? No, not uh, that's that's not the trick I'm thinking of. Tornado. Uh, how about uh, torna- tor- tornado? Tornado. Tornado by Justin tor- Flom and Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm literally googling Helen Hunt right now because I want to know if there's any other trick names that uh, she's been. Is, oh, there, is there a trick called? Um, and, and we're wrong. There is no tornado. It's Twisters, which you're thinking of. Yes, Twister is the movie I'm thinking of, but the trick we're talking about is tornado. Man, the longer we do these commercials on this podcast, the weirder the I intros know. are going to get. Is there any trick called As Good As It Gets or, <laughs> or, or Mad About You? Uh, anyway, yeah, no, tor- tw- no, I want to call it Twister. Yeah. Tornado is probably a trick called Twister. Mm-hmm. Uh, tornado is, um, man, this is a good one. It's a really good one. It's a Two cards, two playing cards. You leave them in your wallet, and you forget they're there. And then you're on the Seth Meyers show late night, and he's like, "Hey, Eric, I heard you're a magician." And you're like, "Yeah, I am. Crap, I have no magic on me. Wait, wait, I have tornado in my back pocket." And you take it out, and you do, to, uh, you do tornado on the show, and and it becomes. Oh, wait a minute. That's, sorry, that's Justin Flom. Oh, you. is that what Justin he did? Flom. Yeah, he did it on <laughs> Seth Meyers show. <laughs> Uh, so what is it? You get two cards. Well, you get a, a, a stack of cards. 
And they're all sevens and fours. So it's part of the method, which is why they're printed this way. So you take a seven and a four, you throw it in your pocket. You take them out, you show the seven and the four, and you rip up, uh, let's just say the four in this in this instance. You take it, you show both cards, you rip up the four, and you place all the ripped up pieces in your spectator's hand. But you take like the pip of the four, and uh, so they close their hand around the ripped up card, and you take the pip of the four, and you leave it on top of their hand. So you know that they have the four. And then you have the seven, so you tear up the seven as well, and you leave yourself the pip of the seven. And this is where it gets really fun. You have a nice visual moment uh, where you have the pip of the seven in your hand and you just kind of like touch it for a second, cover it for a second, and just in the blink of an eye, it changes into the four, right? And then you uh, you look at the spectator's card in their hand and now they are holding the seven, right? So uh, that is it. Uh, the horn pieces transpose in the spectator's hand from yours to theirs and not only is it a miracle, but it for just two cards, it plays really big yeah. as well. Because um, it can kind of play almost like as a stand-up piece of magic where the you know, you, the audience doesn't really need to see the deck of cards. There's no cards chosen. And it has a really visual, cool moment as well. And at the end, you can throw the pieces up in the air, which make it play even bigger. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those like rare like pack small play big tricks that truly is pack small play big especially because the magic happens up near your face so there you know your audience is sort of associating your your you know your face with the magic as it's happening and it's just it's a really really great well thought out effect with some fantastic cards and uh it's at a pretty good price and especially right now i mean if you're getting 25 percent off because you're listening to this podcast and you already do tornado this is a great time to pick up some replacement cards and just be able to carry them and do this trick whenever you want yeah, no, I, this is a good one. Uh, so you get 26, I think. I, I would get the full deck if it's still available, the yeah. three-card refill pack. That's the best deal to do it because this is one that you will do uh, for sure. Um, and then, yeah, so pick up. <laughs> don't pick up Twister. Don't search for that. No. Look for Tornado, Tornado by Justin Tornado Fong. or the Curse of the Jade Scorpion. That would be the other uh, <laughs> Helen Hunt trick that you yeah. <laughs> Tornado by Justin Flom and Rick Lax. Check it out. That was Tornado by Justin Flom and Rick Lax, available at penguinmagic.com. As always, the incredible listeners to our show receive 25% off the feature product of the week when they enter a special discount code at checkout. This week, that code is TWISTER. That's TWISTER, T-W-I-S-T-E-R, for 25% off Tornado. That code is only good for Tornado and only good until the next episode of this show airs. Now, back to my conversation with Alexander. Yeah, it, it's nice for the world of magic to see uh, more of the product of, of my magical creations over the years, rather than through the 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 grapevine, so to speak. Uh, so that that's been that's been nice. Uh, I I've done the touring and travel stuff for the last seven years of, of usually about eight or nine months uh, throughout the U.S. Uh, it's not a highly popularized thing because it, it's a different industry and different market that uh, that I serve within the fairs and county state fair and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, teach kids where their food comes from and the heck out of the parents along the way and produce a bunch of shows in that market as well um yeah knowing sean's background because i know that he has spent a, a, a significant amount of time in the corporate world and the cruise ship world how did you find yourself in sort of the educational uh county fair world interesting yeah so so i had long been uh straddling line in in children's and family entertainment in my in my hometown of vancouver for years and years I, I'd sort of controlled a good amount of the, the birthday party and, and uh, school and library sort of circuit before going into the fair side. And 
it had always rung in my head that years and years ago, well, well, beginning studying with Sean, uh, he had always said, hey, there's uh, one student of mine for years and years, one student of mine who always actually did take uh, a lot of suggestions and, and implemented them. In, in, in a correct way and, and elevated them in, in ways that surpassed. And, uh, and, and if you ever go come to, to find reach the circles, uh, you know, say yes. I go, okay, interesting. Noted. And lo and behold, years later, uh, my now agent and, uh, and mentor in, uh, in, in this other wild world of, of touring industry reaches out and says, Hey, so your name has made it across from, from my West coast to East coast where he lives. And, yeah. And they have offices in, in Canada, New York, and uh, and Miami, and and so he says, "Hey, we need to we need to upscale a little bit." And and have you ever wanted to come away to the uh, to the fairy industry? Mm-hmm. And at that time, I had just broken up with uh, my my girlfriend of four years, and and so I go, "Yeah, sure, that sounds great. I'll run away to the fairs," <laughs> and uh, and off we go, and and uh, and, and started uh, a, a really interesting life of of travel, and uh, and found that. It, it does exist where that is the area where, where I'd say a, a good majority, if not overwhelming majority, uh, of people in the U.S. encounter their first magician. It's actually at a fair. We think about yeah. this birthday parties, but I think it's fairs. I think you're right. Now that I think about it, like a lot, a number of my friends have have really done very well in fairs. I mean, Farrell Dillon did county fairs and, and for years and I know so many people who he was their first magician when they come to see my show and they're like, oh, the very first person I ever saw was this guy doing rainbow thimbles and escaping from a straitjacket. I'm like, oh, it's it's my buddy Farrell. So yeah, I mean, it, like, it really yeah. is a place where it's very conducive to a, a, a well-structured magic show, but there's a lot of work out there because there's so many of those fairs every weekend. It is, and but it's a, it's a, you'll notice the people who ex, uh, who excel in them as Farrell has. Like mm-hmm. they, it is a worker's territory mm-hmm. because the conditions are, brutal oh they're not they are they are long days they're hot days uh and the audience is wonderful as they often are when you're excellent if you're not excellent they are unforgiving (laughs) they will Uh, because it's 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 in many ways more difficult than a busking show uh just because of the audience and the competing entertainment that's also there Mm -hmm. uh so it's a very interesting industry but but when you're good you get real good Mm -hmm. now uh I believe when I talk with Sean, he mentioned that you, is it you that does the board game show? Yes, uh, tell me indeed. About the, tell me about the board Ooh. game show, because he he mentioned that, uh, especially because when you walk into uh, Speakeasy, or when you walk into Hidden Wonders, the Speakeasy yep. experience, it does feel like an old game or an old comic book store when you walk in. How have yeah. you put this show together? So this was uh, or is the the greatest magic that I've created in my career. And, and a lot of this came out during COVID, during our, our pivot. So mm-hmm. uh, when I had gone off and, and begun the fair tour, you know, that the in, in beginning of March, end of, of February of 2020, off and away I was in toward uh, the, the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo and mm-hmm. began that. And halfway through that, everything came down to a crash and I zoomed back into Canada. So I as we, we launched for, for the jam lives and other things to keep our, our, our heads all together as, as a magic community. Uh, I knew that I still needed something that was, was artistically satisfying for actually producing magic. I, I had, uh, gained some popularity, as you mentioned, as, as an organizer in our world of magic, but I, it was, it was time to share some of my actual magic. Uh, and so this is the world of board games. Cause I found that in COVID that's what I missed most was not being able to get together and play, board games and hang out with friends and family. This was always something that 
Billy and I would do at magic conventions. I uh, would bring a suitcase of board games down. You'd find us there in the loudest room after the hospitality suite, or we were the hospitality suite. And, mm-hmm. and it just sort of became that area where magicians would congregate and we would just play. And, and it was awesome. So that's what I wanted to regain during, during that, th- mm-hmm. those couple of years. So I developed a whole show that is all built with and performed exclusively with board games. Uh, I did it in a virtual show. I did for, for when booked for IBM 2021 as well, but mm-hmm. everything that could be done virtually is all, it was all designed to be done in person as well. I didn't yeah. want to have to make split different magic or, or, or tech things that are, it, that make for some incredible magic shows, yeah. but, but was outside the artistic limits that I wanted to impose on myself for the creative challenge of it. And I'm, I'm glad I did. Uh, Cause I, I've, I've come up with some pretty cool stuff. I, it's it sounds fantastic. I really need to get out to Hidden Wonders someday to see exactly what you all have going on out there. Uh, it, it's it's so good to talk to you, and we need to have you back on, and uh, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll have you back on again to talk a little bit more about the IBM and, and some fun stuff going on, because I know that there's a lot of really exciting developments that are coming up in the next you know weeks and months uh, with this recent changeover in leadership. And uh, thanks for all you do for Magic, and thanks for being on the show. Absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Always good to talk to you, and we'll do it again soon. That's going to do it for this week, kids. Thanks so much to Alexander for being on the show, and thanks to you for listening. By the way, I know that a lot of this show resolved around the International Brotherhood of Magicians. When you get a chance, head on over to magician.org and check out and see if there's a local ring in your area. I'm the president of Ring 7 here in Columbus, Ohio, and every month we have great meetings where we learn new magic, show off the stuff we know, and have some incredible discussions that make all of us better magicians. By the way, if you're in Columbus, we meet the third Tuesday of every month over at the P3 Magic Theater. Please come join us. I recommend on becoming a member of the IBM. It made me a better magician and I know it will make you a better one too. As always, we're a weekly podcast, so be sure to like and subscribe as well as share your favorite episodes on the social media platform that you are pressuring the studios to come to an agreement with the WGA to pay the writers what they deserve. If you wanted to reach out to me about anything on this week's show, you're going to have to write it on one of the fanciest piece of parchments you own and ship it to the B3 Magic Theater because this weekend, I'm performing in my home theater with Lucy Darling. It's going to be a grand time, but... If seeing a pair of the most powerful wizards in the country isn't your cup of tea, you can always hit me up on Instagram at Eric Tate. That's at E-R-I-K-T-A-I-T. From me and everyone else here at the P3 Magic Studios, practice, practice, perform. Perform.